Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. And you didn't think we'd make it today. You didn't think we'd make it on the air today. Well, <laughs> I thought we would. It just is a little later than you know, anticipated. You know, if Bill Gates were here right now, I'd tie him to a chair and I make him listen to Donny Osmond songs all day. That's what I do. <laughs> I would just torture him all day long. I would go, "Hey, Bill, you like this Donny? I got another one. Oh, no more Donny Osmond. Yeah, I'm gonna play nothing but Donny Osmond for you all day. Not the current stuff. Not you know, not the but the stuff like you know. Are we're gonna go back and we're gonna play? I'm I'm gonna play old Donny Osmond. I'm gonna play." old Michael Jackson when his voice hadn't changed and he was still singing one bad apples don't buy that stole bunch girl you know you know all the old Jack Jackson Michael Jackson yes, stuff, the, the Jackson yes. stuff stuff like that I just torture complete with the nose I and the footwork torture him all day long that's what I do I just you know what Bill because what's happened is I don't know if I've talked about this ever before but the crazy stupid updates lock up this one computer and I, sometimes I just can't get the thing working right. Isn't it nuts? Hold on a minute. Let me see if I can go. Like your prostate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. That calls for... You can't just say things like that with me not being able to respond to that because... I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. One of the funniest bits ever. You know, and that was ever. A, that was a serious commercial. And then, and then Shelly talking about, you know, Shelly... What's wrong with your pachook? And she says, That's that's the other. Do you even know what that was a reference to? <laughs> what? what was Do it? you? <laughs> I know it was a reference to. This guy came up to you on the street, and it was sort of weird. And he was older guy, had these uh, Ray-Ban, like, aviator glasses on. And he walked up uh-huh. to Shelly, and he whispered in her ear, Bend down and whisper in my ear. That's, that's, and, and, and then Shelly went, and then he went they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move to and, get get me moving and she went it was some kind of weird ritual i want to say it might you know like be some kind of kinky ritual Shut up. but it was like and shelly that conversation was actually about water irrigation systems in your yard oh the you're talking about the impulse sprinklers and and after after that guy oh walked up to shelly on the street and said those two things shelly looked at him and went no i said have you ever heard the expression that's too much car for you and then and then shelly Shelley went to D.C. to complain to the Senate about what that guy had said to him in the street. And it went all the way to the floor of the Senate. And, and this, is, this is what happened. There will be a trial. And when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John Trump incited the erection. <laughs> I bet he, he just regrets the day he said that. And that guy who came up to Shelley on the street said those weird things looked at that guy chuck schumer and said before you got in this program you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not what do you think huh yeah that's what happened that's what happened and indeed and then and then shelly went to the zoo and she came back with this revelation that if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion i don't know what the hell he's talking about (laughs) it still made no sense actually
the context. I wish I knew the context in which he was speaking. And then Shelly talked about a diet. I really food. can't lose weight fast because my face won't keep up. See, that's no problem. With There's a truth to that, <laughs> and the struggle is real. <laughs> and and why can't she lose weight? Here's the reason why. Would she rather carry 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled-up solar panel? Shelly won't take that rolled-up solar panel. She's got to carry around those 20 pounds of batteries. That's why she can't lose weight. <laughs> First of all, you know nothing about my weight loss. Second of all... You know everything about my weight loss. <laughs> I do. It's out there on the internet. Yeah, I'm going to turn that into a course. You should. I am. To this day... I, I have these crazy, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I, love, I, I this is the most recent time I've done it. The time before, I did it, what, two, three years ago? I did it with with kids' meals. When that doofus from Panera slash St. Louis Bread Company came on and goes, Yeah, uh, St. Louis Bread Company, you eat here, you don't gain any calories. Everything's here. You could sit here and eat all day and not gain a pound. Remember that? And our kids' meals, matter of fact, if your kids came in and ate nothing but our kids' meals, they'd lose 20 pounds a week. He said something close to that. I'm going like, okay, this guy's full of it. You know, he's full of it. You go to Panera. You, you know, yeah, you know, I know Panera. I drive by St. Louis Bread Company, and like, I, I don't know if that on. And I don't know if I told you about this, but I've got the in option in my car. I got the scale. It's on the driver's seat of my car, and it weighs me constantly. And it comes up in the dashboard. I drive by St. Louis Bread Company. I gain two pounds. So that's how bad it is. You know, I mean, you don't even have to drive and eat anything. You just drive by. You, you know, like it's osmosis kind of stuff. It's like they transmit the calories through the air, and it gets into your body. Just because if you go in and eat, like you walk in. You know, I saw a guy, a matter of fact, I took my scale one day, and I put it out outside of St. Louis Bread Company. I said, sir, I'm conducting a test. Uh, would you mind weighing yourself on the way in? And then if you're eating here, would you weigh yourself on the way out? He said, no problem. He walked in. I gave him a little ID card to make sure it was the same guy. He weighed 125. He came out. He was 350. Was that you? <laughs> no, it was a guy. I was doing weight loss testing him. You did not do that. <laughs> I tested him on the way in. 120 came out. Three, you did not. Three quiet. He gained like, what, like 220 pounds or something like that. Two, okay. Two, 230. And, and Panera, one day. Just went in one day. Man, man. And talking about, you know, like they talk about women, the weight goes to your hips. Not with him. Where'd it go? <laughs> I'm not saying. Okay. <laughs> Are we making any sense whatsoever? None I don't, I don't whatsoever think so. in the least. I'm going to see if I can get my stupid computer to work here. After rebooting Talk it nice to her. twice, it's a her. No, if it's a her, it would be working fine. It's a him. That's why it's screwed up. How's that for me being upfront and honest, right? <laughs> Once yep, again, that's it. if it were a her, it would be working just fine. Everything would be we're playing on the air. and We'd have no glitches. Him doesn't work with a damn. Man, I heard yesterday. Oh, come on. What is not doing here? Hold on a minute. Okay, man, this is going. If this is going to be all day long, I'm going to throw in the towel right now. Uh, hold on a minute. Da, 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 da. Okay, one more time. I'm going to try this. See if this works. Now, Bill Gates, if you're listening, if this doesn't work, I'm coming after you with those Billy with the Donny Osmond songs, and who else did I say? Donny Osmond and. Uh, Michael Jackson, both kids' versions. You know, like when they still had these little voices like this. It's 6.45. 
Westplex 107.1, the day we fell in love. Yes, 6.51. Good morning. BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Apologize about the technical problems this morning. We had technical problems yesterday on KSLQ. That's why we weren't here. Uh, the storm has just kicked our butt with various things. Crazy thing is, we nevertheless po- lost power at any of our transmitter sites, any of our studio sites, but it's all that crazy weird lightning. And uh, if you know what the EMP is going to do to us all, that's what lightning's all about. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Electromagnetic pulse. That's the bomb yes. that that's EMPs. Yeah, yes. that's the bomb that supposedly uh, that would be a nuclear bomb that would explode like I don't know ten miles above the United States if they bombed us, and it would essentially put a pulse, electromagnetic like electromagnetic like. You can see in people's houses with those. No, electromagnetic pulse would put this pulse out, which would be like a super, 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 super lightning bolt. And just by the sheer electromagnetic force of it, it would blow out every semiconductor and none of, none of, nothing we have at work anymore, including our coffee pot. Because now our coffee huh. pot is controlled by a Because there, there was a show, let me think. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, it was a movie, one of the movies where everything went back to like, 1800 or stuff like that. All the every all the computers died and everything. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, but he had an, an EMP. Oh, did he? Yes. Anyway, uh, we apologize. Hopefully, we got our thing all straightened out. Um, and, you know, two things. It's Brad's fault. It is my fault, 100%. Uh, you know, I've, I've taken the Billie Jean play, a pledge again. Everything is my fault. Everything. Ugh. No, seriously. Everything's my fault. Because, you know, think about that. It's nowadays. It's nobody's fault. It's never your fault. It's always somebody else's fault. That's why Brown and Crouppen makes all sorts of money. It's not. It's not your fault that you walked into a store and you slipped on the floor. It's the store's fault. It's you know. Even though you may have like crappy shoes, you know that that don't have you know the have bad soles and bad heels, and maybe say you were running into the store and you purposely tried to make a quick right turn. It wasn't your fault. It was the store's fault. So I've gone the opposite. Of that everything's my fault. If if uh, you know if something happens, it's my fault. My car blows up, my fault. You know, I go off the air, my fault. So everything's my fault. Okay, first off, a couple things. We weren't here okay. yesterday, so we didn't talk talk about the storm. We'll talk about the storm next break. Okay, but I do okay. want to talk about Juneteenth Day on Friday. Remember on Friday morning? Remember this whole goofy thing last week? And I say goofy because now the people Juneteenth this is goofy. I say at this point it's goofy because the Congress passed the bill on Wednesday. The president tried uh, signed it on Thursday, and then Friday we had a national holiday. Remember I read that on the air, talking about yep, the banks yep, are going to be did. closed and the post office is going to be closed? Okay. I go to the post office to drop, to put a letter in. The, I never, you know, this may be weird, but when I put mail, I always go inside, drop in a little bin inside, because I'm always afraid that something's not going to go outside and empty the mailbox outside. You know what I mean? I don't know why. Yeah, I do know what you mean. I, <laughs> I have just, that fear myself. It's just one of those things. I, I get out of the car. It's my 10,000 step thing. No big deal. I park in the back of the parking lot. Walk in. So I go to this one post office, and I walk in, and I'm thinking, okay, post office closed, you know, no big deal. I walk in, and there's, and once again, there's like no cars in the parking lot. Mine's the only car in the parking lot. I walk in the door, and a lady yells at me, and I look up, and the counter's open. She goes, sir, you don't have your mask on. You have to have a mask in this building. I'm going like, are you open? And she says, I'm sitting here, aren't I? And she's behind the, the desk. And I said, what happened to Juneteenth? I thought today was supposed to be the postal holiday. No, next year's budget. I'm going like, what? She goes, yeah, we're open today, just like normal. Okay, so yesterday I go to my bank and I say to the guys, were you open Friday? Oh, yeah, we're open Friday, regular hours. I go, what happened to Juneteenth? Oh, we don't know, regular day. 
did I miss something? Didn't they didn't they declare that on Thursday that that Juneteenth They did indeed. Juneteenth is the nineteenth, but since the, it was nineteenth was on a Saturday, it would Juneteenth would be celebrated on that Friday, which was last Friday. And I'm going like, okay, what the hell happened? And and now I'm thinking, did anybody close on you know admit, did the do you, any of your federal workers did they go to work on Friday? I mean the post office people were there, the banks were open. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, there are different federal agencies. Well, I don't get it. Um, I don't know. I mean, excuse me. Well, no, I mean, what you know? Excuse you for what? I turned it down so you didn't have to experience it. Just, oh, okay. Just know that. Thanks for sharing. Excuse okay. me was re- important. Okay, but okay. So what did I miss? Wasn't that what they said last 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 week? You know, it is. They passed the bill on Wednesday. He signed. The president signs it on Thursday, and Friday's the holiday. I'm going like, well, it didn't seem like it worked because it seems like everybody was at work. And here we go again. It's a federal holiday. Okay. And now in Congress, they're trying to pass this new voting rights thing. And I know this controversial. Some people say it's great. Some people say it suck. But one of the things is they're, they want to make Election Day in November a federal holiday. I'm going, is anybody who works for the federal government or the banking, <laughs> is anybody going to work? I think work? it would be for everybody, so everybody I, but what, has no excuse no, 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 no. to get out No, and what I'm saying is, are is are we pretty soon going to work like 10 days out of the week? Is every day going to be a holiday? Well, today is, you know, are we going to get off for Groundhog's Day, February, February 2nd, going to be a na- I mean, it's to the point where it's like, enough stupid national holidays. We got too many. Repurpose one. I already got the crap with the Columbus Day being Indigenous Peoples Day. Why didn't they take Indigenous Peoples Day and make it Juneteenth? You know, we call it October. And the whole crazy thing about, you know, the thing about if you read the history of Juneteenth, I get it. To me, it's like, I don't understand. It should be whatever the day that Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. That should be the holiday. But but you know why they don't want to do that? Why? Do you have any kind of idea? I can tell you why. Probably money. No, no, no. Lincoln was a Republican, and they don't want to honor a Republican president for what he did. You think I'm kidding? I've had I've had <laughs> people tell me that. Kind of speechless on that one. Well, I've had people tell me that. The reason they picked Juneteenth is because it showed, like, well, look at the war was over. You know, people were free, and then nobody told them. Well, nobody told them because back then we didn't have Skype, and we didn't have text messages and you know i mean like if somebody goes to the bathroom you know uh if if you know if, if matthew mcconaughey you know falls down the steps within five seconds everybody in the country knows about it because you know yep. that's the way things work but back then we yep. didn't have tv and radio you know and it was word of mouth and by the way i have to talk about next break i'm going to talk about my incredible story of unbelievable journalism malfeasance that happened over the weekend just ticks me off ticks me off once again journalists claiming things that happened didn't happen and now they're going like oh uh, we we were told the wrong thing you know why they were told the wrong thing because nobody investigated what happened and i'm telling you it's one of these things where it just i heard it i thought to myself at first when i, when I heard it, i thought to myself okay here we go this is not good and then it turned out not to be the case at all because it was false reporting how's that Got to take a break. 6.58. Westplex 107.1. Afrojack. Pitbull. Shelly Barr. They're all on that song. <laughs> I would love to be on that song. I like that song. It's one of my favorites. I, You know what? I love Pitbull. First off, I love, I his, do too. I love his personality. 
because he doesn't seem like, you know, he always seems like, hey, man, things are good. You know what I mean? He seems like one of those kind of guys. You know, you have problems in your life. You have problems in your life. Go talk to Pitbull. Hey, man, everything's good. Don't worry about it. You know, hey, things are great. We're moving on down the road. Okay, great. Thanks, Pitbull. Appreciate the advice. Okay, weather. (laughs) Four days ago, it was steaming hot. Today, what's the high going to be? 80, maybe if we get that high. I don't think it's going to be that high. What? What? I, I miss Jennifer. What'd she say? High's going to be... I, I miss Jennifer eight, as well. 82. But that sounds about right, what yesterday, you're saying. Yesterday, it was, like, it was like spring again. It was like, okay, this is so weird. It got down to right now. It's 57 degrees right now. 57. Is that crazy or what? I think it's wonderful, well, it's, actually. It's, it's wonderful outside right now, but you know what? It's going to be 82. Okay. Um, a couple of things I heard uh, and I did some research on. Excuse me, national company that I think is real estate company, real estate research company. Do you have any idea of, let's say, let's go back to, let's pick a date. Let's say uh, December 1st. I don't know if that was a weekday. Let's say it was a weekday. December 1st of 2019, okay? If you okay. took all the offices and all the buildings you know, where people go to work in the country, that's the benchmark. Let's say December 1st, 2019. Okay, there's no COVID. There's no lockdown. There's nothing. Okay? And then if you uh, took the day of last week, I think the report came out on Wednesday that I read. That, that, that I mean, the report came out on, on Friday, but Wednesday was when they using the data. How? What percentage of the people who are at work in an office, in a building, in a plant, somewhere, you know, in a shop, in a store, how, what percent of the people in... Um, last Wednesday were at work who were supposedly at work on December 1st, 2019. How many people were there? What's the percentage? In other words, if if, if December 1st, 2019 was 100% employment, 100% attendance, everybody's in their office building, everybody's in their shop, everybody's in their, you know, wherever their work, their job, they're at their, their job, especially in an office building, you know, but primarily offices and retail places, you know. What's the percentage? Mm-hmm. 57. 30%. So, I was going to say 32, but... 30%. So less than a third of the people are back in their office, are, you know, primarily in their in offices. And I'm going like, first off, if I were in the office, if I owned office buildings, I think I'd be worried right now, you know, especially when the leases come to upper renewal, because all these companies, oh, you know, we don't need three floors, we only need, you know, one floor now, or maybe we need a half a floor, stuff like that. But that number just shocked me, like... And and some of the companies are getting tough. I think it was, was it American Express or one of the big financial companies in New York? Essentially, the seat was it Jamie Dimon, uh, who essentially said, "Hey, look, September first, back in the office, or you don't have a job anymore." I'm going like, "Yeah, I'm with him." Why? You know, I mean, like enough of this stuff working from home. You know, I mean, I get it that you know there's it cuts down on on pollution things like that. But the crazy thing about it is, you know, wasn't earlier this year we talked about. In Minnesota, I heard the guy who was the state director of, of public safety in Minnesota talking about how the traffic volume was down like by 40% on the highways in 2020, but yet the accidents, the accidents, the fatal accidents were up like by 55%, and the number of speeding tickets that the Minnesota Highway Patrol had issued was like the number of speeding tickets for 100 miles an hour plus had like doubled or tripled. The statistic came out in the state of Missouri last week. Same thing. Traffic accidents in Missouri in the last 12 months are way up, and there are not that many people on the roads anymore. It's like, what in the world's going on with this? Do you get it? 
I, I do get it. I'm telling you. I, I could talk about this, and Shelly's going to say, I drive on a highway at 40 miles an hour. I do not. I usually, whatever the speed <laughs> limit totally is, 60 does. miles an hour. I put. He tries to snow you all, but no, I don't. 40 is his I, jam. I, I Not my dad. My dad used to do that. My dad used to drive the minimum. Like I told you, when we went from Missouri to Illinois, he would adjust his speed. Missouri, we'd be doing 40. We'd get to Illinois, the minimum was 45. He'd speed up five miles an hour. Okay, fine, Dad. We're, doing, we're moving along at 45 miles an hour. And that was back in the day when the speed limit was 70. You know, uh, everywhere was speed limit was 70. You know, like we're cruising along at 40 miles an hour and everybody's whizzing by us going 80, you know, they're, you know, because they're doing 10 over the limit. Okay. So I'm going like, I don't get it, but I do. And I heard a thing on KMOX, I was listening on KMOX yesterday. They had some guy on and he was explaining that the police are just, they're not doing their jobs because they don't want to get in trouble anymore. And you know what? I don't blame them. (laughs) Seriously. See, I, I just don't agree with that. You don't agree that they're doing it, or you don't agree with the philosophy? That they're just like, eh, I'm not going to pull anybody over. Eh, what are they going to do? I, you, can I tell you a funny story? Sure. On Reddit, there's always interesting St. Louis threads on Reddit. And you know what? And to, Trust me, I'm on 170 quite a bit, okay? They say the worst highway in the St. Louis area is 170. And I'm telling you, I agree with that. I mean, it's crazy Looney Tune times when I have to go up and down 170. You know, if I'm not doing 70 miles an hour, I'm passing nobody. You know, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i doing 70, and I come up a, a, on nobody. I, you know, I'm not passing. You know, everybody's going faster than me. I'm on 170, I guess it was. Because you're doing 40. No, I'm doing 70. You oh, know, okay, and, and whatever. And to point, just to keep up, this is a perfect example of, like, the police aren't, you know, it's interesting. I'm going south of 170. This is last Thursday or Friday. I'm going down to, of all places, I'm going down to Comp USA, you know, which, or no, no, my, that's going, that's from Blast from the Past, Micro Center, okay? And I'm going to get something in Micro Center for one of the computers. And I'm going south in 170 because, you know, Micro Center's right there at the end of 170. And I'm probably, you know, probably at Ledoux. And a guy goes by me, I'm telling you, he must have been doing at least 110, 120 miles an hour. Just right by me. Okay, a little bit. Far, I was in the center lane, so a little bit further down, about a quarter mile in front of me, I see a police car. I'm thinking to myself, he's in the same lane as he's like in the center lane. I'm thinking, about, oh, this guy's going to get a ticket. Okay, so he whizzes past the police car. What does the cop do? Turns on his lights, and the guy slows down, and then the cop turns off his lights and just keeps going. <laughs> Really? I swear I'm not kidding you. He you know, turns on his lights because I think, oh, yeah, this guy's getting a ticket. He's getting a ticket. Yes, he's getting a ticket. No, cop just turned on his lights. The guy hit the brakes. You know, I think when he went by the cop, he go, oh, you know, oh, you know what? I just passed the cop to 120 miles an hour. The cop lit him up and he hit the brakes and the cop just, you know, left his lights on for like five or ten seconds. The guy, you know, by this time the guy's almost down to the end of 170. He slows down. The cop turns his lights off. And and I think the cop went west on 40 and this guy went east on 40. I'm going like, okay, once again, you know, first off. And you know what the crazy thing about that is? You know, he's slowing down traffic. I've said it all the time. You know, if the police departments were smart, they would do like what Sauget does and Overland's doing it now too. When you get your new police cars... Don't trade them all in to the cab company so Shelly can have a, a car to drive around in. Don't trade in those exactly. Crown, Crown Vicks or the Ford Explorers or the Dodge, whatever the heck the Dodge is running. Take them and just stick them out in the highway. And then uh, here's what you do. You put a little timer so, like, every five minutes, all the lights come on. All the police lights come on. You know, blink, 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 blink. 
everybody slows down. Oh my God, there's, you know, there's cops up there. And then, you know, everybody's like, you know, on, on the CB all, you know, hey, 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 good buddy, Southbound 170. There's a Smokey right there at National Bridge. They still do that. Okay, thanks, buddy. They still do that stuff on CB? Were you a C- I don't know. I don't watch TV. <laughs> no, on CB, not on TV, on CB. You know, you get what on, I'm saying? What? Never mind. <laughs> do they still do that on CD? CB. Remember CB radio? Hey, good buddy. Oh, you yes. Know. Good times, good buddy. Right, right. All that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, who knows? Okay, now, here's my journalism gripe, okay? Once oh, again, my. I am the not-so-proud uh, recipient of two journalism degrees. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree, and they're both... The master's not so much, but the undergraduate, the bachelor's, related to journalism. I have a, a degree in broadcast journalism. Yes, I'm a broadcast journalist, okay? So over the weekend, they had this gay parade, a gay pride parade outside of Miami. I think it was one of the suburbs. One isn't in Miami proper. And you remember what happened? Uh, a very sad accident happened where a pickup truck crashed into the parade and killed one of the people in the parade and seriously injured... Uh, another person, and the pickup truck kept going and ended up like in a nursery, not like in a nursery for kids, but a nursery for plants, like you know, like a like a plant kind of place, you know. This this weekend? Yeah, it was it was Saturday. Happened Saturday in Miami. Okay, I'm so sorry for that. Well, terrible accident. Okay, now think about it. Pickup truck, gay pride parade, smashing into marchers, and I heard the report that a pickup truck, uh, you know. A protester driving a pickup truck with a Trump flag on the back of his truck drove huh. intentionally drove into a gay pride parade in Miami on Saturday. I heard that on the radio. I heard that on a news report. Okay, I looked it up online, and that was the story. A protester driving a pickup truck. Because remember, bad people. If you're like you know, like if you're a redneck, if you're a jerk, and you don't like gay people, guess what? You drive. You drive a pickup truck, right? Because yep. that, that's the scenario. You drive a pickup truck. You're some, like, Okie from Muskogee, you know, who's some, you know, some, you know, some redneck. And, you know, I'm going to run over some gay people. I'm going to run them over with my truck. Okay? And the flag on the back of the truck was a Trump truck or a Trump flag. I heard that on a news report on the air. I looked it up online, and sure enough, that's what they're saying. Do you know the real story? No. The real story is it wasn't. It was a pickup truck, but it wasn't a protester. It was another guy who was in the one of the people he killed was one of the one of the uh, he was in like the Miami men's gay chorus or something like that. And the most of the people were walking. And this was supposedly an elderly gentleman driving his pickup truck in the parade. And either he freaked out or hit the wrong pedal you hear these things about you know people flying through the front of stores you know elderly person you know i thought i i thought i was touching the brake Uh, i thought it was the brake and this is what happened he inadvertently hit the accelerator and flew he was in the parade didn't crash into the parade was in the parade with his truck and the flag on the back of his truck a rainbow flag It wasn't a Trump oh. flag. It, well, he wasn't a protester. He was a gay dude. He was part of the parade, and he inadvertently hit the gas pedal instead of the accelerator, uh, or, or hit the gas pedal instead of the brake pedal. Uh, you know, flew into the people in front of him, 
lost control of the truck, went off the road into a nursery store. Not, you know, once again, like had, you can see the, the picture. I mean, now you can see the picture online. Uh, the truck smashed into a bunch of plants, and there's a rainbow flag in the back of the truck. I'm going like, okay, here we go again. Journalism is dead. I mean, you know, because once again, you hear the story. You know, truck, you know, pickup truck smashes into, you know, marchers at a gay pride parade. You think redneck, some dude, I don't like those gay people. I'm going to run them over with my truck. And that's the scenario you get. And, and, and then even to the point where I think the mayor of Miami, because I heard the apology on the air yesterday. He said the same thing. This is a terrible thing. A terrorist drove his truck into our gay pride parade and, and killed one person, seriously injured another person. And the reason that, that like everybody's like a buzz about this, because Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who used to be the, the, you know, the head of the Democratic National Committee and who's now the big wig in the House or something like that, she was in the, the, the car. She was in a convertible right behind this. So they say the guy missed her car by inches. Because when he drove, through, when he in, you know uh, inadvertently hit the accelerator, hit these people, almost hit her car, and then smashed into these plants at the nursery store. Okay, so the mayor goes on TV. He's on radio. This is terrible, terrible. We had a terrible incident where a protester, an anti-gay protester, drove his truck, and he's going on about this. Yesterday is the, at least I give him credit because he issued the apology. He says I got it wrong. It was reported, and once again, I get it. It was reported in the news media that this was like a terrorist attack. Some gay, you know, some straight dude who hates gay people got to drive his truck into. See, this is why it ticks me off about journalism. Because once again, the big story is if you're listening to news or on the internet on Saturday, you saw this thing where, oh my God, some, some, you know, some redneck drove his pickup truck into a gay pride parade and killed somebody. That's a horrible thing. Why can't we all get just just get along? But evidently not. But but hardly anybody heard the apology of the mayor who got the story wrong. And I don't see I didn't see any retractions in the news sites. This is what's wrong with journalism. Because of the fact that you don't have the facts, they're putting they're putting together pieces of the puzzle and they got the pieces wrong. You know what I'm saying? They're thinking they're thinking pickup truck, dude drives in the gay pride parade, got a Trump. Uh, got a flag in the back of his pickup truck. It's got to be Trump. Because remember, who was the lady a couple weeks ago, the, the MSNBC host who complained about the fact that she was on Long Island over the weekend? And remember we talked about that? Well, I think there was a Memorial Day weekend where she was complaining that she saw these pickup trucks with American flags in the back of the pickup trucks. And it offended her. I go like, okay, explain that to me. You know, how does a, 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 an American flag in the back of a truck offend you? I get it. You see it. You see the guys tooling down a highway with their American flags in the back of their truck, and you go like, okay. You know, the guy's got a lift kit on the thing sitting. You know, he's like, he's listening to WIL. He's driving down the highway. got an American flag. So what? He's a patriot, right? Do you have a problem with that? No. Now, if the guy's driving around with a Nazi flag, yeah, I got a problem with that. You know, Me too. If a guy's driving around with a North Korean flag or Russian flag, yeah. I got a problem with that. I do. Myself as well. Right. Yep. But American flag guy driving down a highway. And not only that, if he's got it, if he, I see this from time to time. You still see the Trump flags. You probably see that every once in a while. See the Trump flags in the back of pickup trucks. Go like, hey, man, he was a president. You know, what if I, what if you had an Obama flag in the back of your truck? I wouldn't say, oh my God, that offends me. I go, like, hey, you know, Obama, you know, president eight years. I get it. You like him. That's fine. <sighs> I don't have a problem with that, you know, or, or if it's a George W. Bush flag or whoever. I don't, you know, I mean, to the point where it's like, hey, whatever floats your boat. But it's gotten to the point where, where when you equate pickup trucks, flags, 
redneck guys who hate gay people. I'm going like, I don't get it. Does that make any sense? It makes no sense at all. I mean, am I am I am I losing it or what? Well, see what bothers me depends it, on the day, really. <laughs> what bothers me? It bothers me that once again I had this professor, Doctor Camille Winter, Winter. who yes. instilled in us. I wish he was still alive, oh, so he knew you get a kick out of him. He he the was, impact that he has made on your life. But once Brad. again, he taught us right. He taught us that we have this incredible you know, incredible job of being a journalist, an incredible job of telling the truth, not, you know, changing the narration to suit, you know, what we think it should be, or not, you know, putting two and two together, or not even trying to do an equation and saying, like, okay, here's an equation, two plus equals what? And you're going to go, well, hold on a minute now, two plus, what's the number? No, 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 just tell me what the answer is. Two plus equals what? Well, if it's just two, no, 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 no. Two plus equals what? Well, what's the other number? I'm not telling you. Well, I'll just say it's two and four. No, wrong. It was 42. Their other number was 40. Get what I'm saying? You just make up stuff. And and that's what bothers me about what's going on nowadays. You know, it's just like... The, the, that they're making up stuff? Well, I, you know, I, it's to the point where they're making the stories suit the narratives that they wanted them to suit. They made, true. they made the story. But that, they've always skewed whatever they wanted their direction. But not nearly this bad. And what's gone wrong is that, once again... It's our new reality, Brad. It's our new normal. But it shouldn't Welcome. be. It shouldn't be. That's just like... That's just well, like, it is. That's just like the situation is, is like this goofy thing. Maybe we'll talk about this next break. About the O'Fallon police chief that just resigned. This has got to be a national story. You know what I'm talking about? Isn't he just the brand new police chief? Yeah, well, he's police chief number 35 in the last two years. Remember, the last police chief quit because I remember, you know why he quit? No. I asked him how old he was. Remember, we went to that meeting and I got in trouble yeah. for that. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he like put his hand down to his side and you hear a click? <laughs> yeah, he was he was pulling back the hammer on his. Hear this click? Uh, on his, on his, on his uh, Beretta 92 FS. No. We yep. Shelly and I attended this this meeting of the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce, and it was it was the fire department, the fire department, EMS, and it was it was all like the 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 the, the first responder, first dudes. responders, ambulance guys. Kyle was there the whole bit. Okay, so he gets up and tells the story about how he got hired as the acting police chief in O'Fallon because he came out of retirement. Remember, he talked about that because he was from yes, Texas. He did. Yeah, I'm a, I, I was a police chief down in, 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 in Badlands, Texas. And they, they called me out of retirement. A nice guy was very interesting. And I stood up and I asked him, how old are you? And he got mad at me. And the reason I did was because I said, I think it's good you came out of retirement. You know me in retirement. Retirement's the number one cause of death in the United yes, States. Yes, yes. So he came out of retirement. Well, because of that, he got mad and he quit the police department because somebody dared ask him why, you know, how old he was. So the new That's chief. That's not true. <laughs> it's true. You did. No, it's not. Blah, it's blah, true. blah. He got Go mad. On. He went back to the mayor and said, Mayor Hennessy, that crazy dude from the radio station asked me how, how old I was. I retire. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going back to Texas. That's exactly. I got the tape. You want to hear it? Here, I play it right now. Yeah, I do. Hold on, let me get it right now. Mayor Hennessy, yes. I'm going back to Texas because that guy asked me how old I was. <laughs> I got the tape right there. No, so so oh, mark that. So the new police chief quits because of this new goofy Republican 
Sapo, you know, or what, a, a, a FAPA or what, or, uh, you know, Sapo law. I'm going like, and have you read the stupid law? It is so stupid. You know, once again, Republicans, here's the problem. Republicans get in charge. What do they do? Guns and abortion. Okay? Democrats get in charge. What do they do? The exact same thing, but they're against it. You know, the Republicans are for guns and against abortion. The Democrats are against guns and for abortion. And it's like, okay, you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Republicans in charge, gun law, gun law, gun law, gun law. They're all gone. We're going to rid of them all. You know, abortion, oh, woman can't make that decision. Democrats getting in, in charge, oh, guns, they're terrible and evil. We're going to come to your house. We're going to take that, that gun out from underneath your, your pillow. We know what you got there in your bed. We're grabbing that gun. We're grabbing all your ammo. Matter of fact, even if you have something that looks like a gun, we're taking that too. And then, you know, and yeah, yeah, women, you want an abortion? How many do you want? You want three, four, five? Yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, we can do that. That's the difference between Democrats and Republicans. So they passed. You're going to get in trouble. They passed this stupid Second Amendment, Amendment Protection Act. And one of the things in there that if you are a police officer and you pull over somebody and let's say they've got a gun and you have whatever belief is that that gun might be stolen or involved in a crime, if you take that guy's gun or gal's gun away, that person can sue you personally for $50,000. And who would they call? Brown and Crouppen? No, 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 it's a federal, it's a federal case. They, you could, I'll get you to hire an attorney. They're probably, it's funny you've mentioned it. There's probably some attorney. Have you just been, have had one of your guns just been confiscated? I'm Joe Smo. And if one of your guns has been taken by the police, I can get you $50,000 from that police officer. Yes, we're going to sue him. We're going to get his house. We're going to get his car. So the guy who is chief of police in O'Fallon goes like, I'm out of here. Not doing this anymore. Because I'm not going to be responsible for any of my guys being sued under this stupid Second Amendment Protection Act. You know, and once again, I'm a gun guy. I got a concealed carry permit. I carry a gun. But I think that everybody should have a concealed carry permit. I think you should I take, agree. I think you should take the damn test. Learn about it. I agree. Spend, spend eight hours in a classroom. You learn about firearms. You learn a little bit about the law. You learn about a little bit, you know, so you won't be like pinking stripes, waving your gun around to people, you know, and getting in trouble. You won't do that because you learn that's not right. It may be legal in some places, but it's not right. You don't do that because what it does, what does it do? It makes all gun owners look like rubes. You know what I mean? Pinky and stripes. And the whole deal is Pinky over the weekend, the big story. He got his new gun. Did you see this? He got a new gun. No, I did He got a new gun. He got his new, new AR because part of his deal was he pled, he pled guilty. Him and his wife pled guilty. Misdemeanor. They took the guns. They're going to destroy the guns. So he got, he got a new gun. I'm so sick of this. I'm so tired because once again... If you take any kind of any self-protection classes, what do they always tell you? If you know, don't open carry. Don't open carry. Don't yes. don't let anybody see you got a gun because guess what? If the shooting starts, who gets shot first? You, the guy with the gun on your hip. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's yep. what happens. <laughs> Think about it for a minute. You roll into a public place and you're some crazed weirdo and you see some dude that's got a gun on his hip. He's the first guy you shoot, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's like that's like you know, weirdo 101, you know? I mean, it's like, it's like, so you don't do that. I don't get it. I just don't understand the whole stupid thing. So the police chief of O'Fallon quit over that because he doesn't want to be responsible for himself or one of his guys. And I'm going like, okay, he was police chief number 52 this year. I think, let me, what's the date today? Today's June. I think they've had a, no, he's not 52. They had a police chief every other day. So today's like day number, oh, what is it? Like day number... 
I don't know, 180, 160 or something like that. They've had a new new police chief every other day in O'Fallon. I think this is day-like. So this is he, like the 82nd police chief so far this year. Am I exaggerating? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> They've gone through some police chiefs, haven't they? <laughs> they have indeed. And I thought this one was going to stick. Well, apparently he didn't. He he didn't stick around. He he jumped on his on his on his, his you no. Know, he probably got in his pickup truck with his Trump flag in the back and left town. Right. That's that's that will be the narrative. Could be that. Right? Yep. It's seven twenty nine. That's what I always say. Don't leave. Right. If you hear static, don't leave. Right. Yep. Just stay right on in there, and we'll be right back. Simple as that. Just don't leave. Yes. Okay, BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Good morning to you. It is 736. Uh, the radio station web address is westplex1071.com. Uh, you can go there any time of the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our morning show is bsinthemorning.show. Uh, that's the web address for our morning show. And I have to tell you, I look at statistics every day. We get more people on both websites. It's sort of amazing to me. I'm putting up the uh, the um, um, after we get done with the show. I added up the uh, air check and put it on there as a podcast. And every single day we get more podcast listeners. I have to be honest with you; it's it's sort of surprising to me. Some days it's like, whoa, we had a ton of listeners today. I mean, like live. This is the new reality. The new reality is we have essentially two groups of listeners: the live ones and the uh, podcast ones. And by the way, we talked about this. Um, Apple Podcast has totally changed their app, if you had the Apple phone, uh, the iPhone. And uh, I think they've done a lot of neat things to it. But what they've included now is they have subscription podcasts, so you can pay. Do you think anybody would pay for our podcast if we put it behind the paywall? Um, I think they would, but probably not too much. <laughs> Boy, that makes me feel good, Shelly. <laughs> well, I, I I do. How much is not too much? Give me a give me a monthly fee. What we could charge that somebody would pay to listen to you and me talk nonsense all morning. What what would that be worth to somebody on a monthly 20 basis? Twenty bucks a month. Twenty bucks a month. Yeah, I think we'd have I think we'd have one person who would probably buy that, and it would be somebody who's like you know somebody who hates us and they're just going to try to well i'm gonna i'm gonna report them to the fcc i'm gonna report them to to to, to governor parson i'm gonna report them you know you get the you get the people that are just gonna who you know. should i mention who should i shall i think that would be brian richardson you had to say the name <laughs> he who shall not be named you had to say it didn't you <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I'm like a kid. You know, your, your mom says, so don't touch that. What do you do? You touch it, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> your, your, mom, yeah, right. your mom says, you know, don't ride on your bike with no hands, and you do it, you end up in the ditch somewhere. You know what I mean? Just one of those things. It's human nature. The dreaded mom curse. Right. It's one of those things. Don't go outside without your chiffon scarf, Shelly. <laughs> right. You'll catch pneumonia. Right. Or, I was a little girl, oh. and I was in the hospital for days. <laughs> because you didn't have your chiffon scarf on, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, Actually, yes. It's one of those things. It's you know. It's let's, a see, mom let's see. Let's see. Why can't we have more guys like Charles Barkley? I haven't beat. I haven't played this in a while. This is my one of my favorite quotes. Okay, here's Charles Barkley talking about basketball games. Okay, ready? I think you should uh-huh. be able to go up in the stands and beat the hell out of one person per game. <laughs> the players should be able to go up in the stands and beat the hell out of one person per game. <laughs> That's funny. Would that quiet the, the, the cat calls from the stands? You know, imagine the Cardinals. Like if there was some guy, yeah, you guys are losing. You guys got a terrible team. And one of the guys comes out of the, you know, the, the dugout, you know, one of the Cardinals players. Who said that? They, everybody points away. He jumps up the stands, beat the hell out of him. 
people wouldn't say that anymore. People would be nice. There would be no, there would be no, 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 you know, n- nasty things said, you know. And th- at the beginning of the game, they hit the announcer. And welcome to the St. Louis Cardinals baseball game. Be advised that all balls, you know, can cause serious injury if they are coming off the field at a tremendous speed. So please pay attention all the times. And please don't make fun of any of our players, because if you do, one of them will come and beat the hell out of you. Thank you and enjoy the game. Can't you? (laughs) People go like, what did he say? Yes, you heard what I said. If you yell at one of our players or, or, or become rude, one of our players is going to come up in the stands and beat the hell out of you, and Charles Barkley said it's okay. That's what we need, right? You don't think? I think we need something. By the way, if my kids were still in college, I'd tell them to go out for a sport. Did you see this Supreme Court ruling yesterday? What's that? This is really interesting. If you're a Supreme Court watcher, and I, I find the Supreme Court fascinating myself. I, one of my goals in life, they don't do it because now it's a, because of the pandemic thing, and it's very hard to get in there, is to actually go into Supreme Court and watch when they do the, the, the you know, the, what they call the arguments, when, they, you know, when, when, when the two sides present their case to the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court takes months and decides. Anyway, they came out yesterday. And they essentially just blew the NCAA out of the water. If you don't know where the NCAA is, the National Collegiate Athletic Association, okay? They're the ones that pretty much rule with an iron fist college sports. They're the ones that run, you know, the Final Four and all that kind of stuff. And they're the ones that for years and years and years and years and years said that athletes cannot, you know, the college athletes cannot be compensated in any way. They can't make any money. They can't, you know, they can't be paid. And over the past 10, 15 years, there's been a bunch of college players who were like, hey, man, you know, the university's making millions of dollars off of me. I want to cut of that. Well, essentially, the Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing. And it was pretty interesting because remember they talk about the court is so divided, which I think is sort of fascinating because there's a theory behind the fact that there's been several, so far this year, there have been several nine to nothing decisions that the Supreme Court themselves is sending a message that, hey, we can do just fine. Yeah, there may be some of us here on the court who are Republican, some of us who are Democratic, but we take a look at the law and we look at it in an unbiased viewpoint. So in other words, if you have nine people who have diverse backgrounds, who, you know, like the Republicans, Supreme Court judges, and there's Republican, Democratic Supreme Court judges, and they all vote the same way, don't you think that it's like, okay, they've read the law and they agree? Don't you, don't you feel that way? I do. Okay, so they came out nine to nothing against the NCAA. So you're going to see college sports drastically change because, and this is just the first because step. Because they're competition for everyone. No, 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 because what's going to happen is they, they ruled on one particular aspect of this, essentially saying that, that, you know, like one of the things they said, they, don't, they didn't think it should be a problem if an athlete could have a paid internship, okay? So you know what that means? Some some basketball dude who plays for UCLA, who's like you know the, the I don't even I don't watch college basketball. Let's say it's Joe Blow who plays for the UCLA Bruins, and he's like the top basketball player in the country. He's going to get a paid internship at Nike for two million dollars. They're going to hey come on in and yeah you can work in the mail room. You can open up all you know you know all matter of fact most of the mail that comes in is for you because we're giving you an endorsement and we can't pay you with the endorsement but we can pay you in an internship. Yeah, you know what? The internship pays $50,000 a day. You know that's going to happen. Cuz everybody's going to, you know, now the loopholes are there. So, you know, and, but the interesting thing is I can't remember which which one of the Supreme Court justices, but he referred to something about this you you can't give them Lamborghinis. 
you know, the idea being that, but once again, once you open up the door, guess what? Everybody runs through. You know what I'm saying? I do. And so it's going to be to the point where it's like, okay, you know, let's be honest. Most of the guys are going to college, like especially the basketball players. There's a rule that the NBA, for the most part, can't take you out of high school. You got to play at least one year in college basketball. So these guys get on a team, they play for one year, and then they, you know, like we had the guys on our team. Who was it? Uh, the brothers or something like that. The two brothers um, that they were the coaches' kids, or I can't remember the the, the former Mizzou coach, and um, and then they they both quit. They played one year, and then they went into the NBA draft, and I don't know if they ever made it to the NBA. You know, but once again, and, and the NFL, like, think about this. If you're in, This is why baseball is so different. If you're a baseball player, and let's say you're in high school, and let's say you want to go into uh, major leagues, if you're good enough, you can get into the farm system right out of high school. You could play, probably, you know, play rookie ball for the Cardinals, you know, one of the Cardinals, you know, uh, farm teams, and then work your way up. Well, you can't do that in the NFL. There's nobody that comes out of high school and gets and goes to the NFL. I mean, there probably maybe are some people, but I don't know of any of them. They all go to college. And, you know, just like, like uh, you know, almost everyone, most of them never graduate, but they play, you know, two or three years, and then they're able to be drafted by the NFL. And I get it. All of a sudden, if the NFL comes along and says, hey, we want to draft you, some teams want to draft you, and they're going to write you a $5 million check, you know, as a signing bonus, you know, I'm not stupid. I'd take that deal. You know, now what they're going to do is just going to turn it. But to see, the weird thing about it is that most of the the colleges, universities, the only sports they make any money at is football and basketball. They don't make any money on track or lacrosse or even baseball. Baseball, I think the the college baseball World Series is going on right now in, in Omaha. I don't know if it, if it just started or it just ended. But I know that they do it every time this year in Omaha because I used to travel a lot to Omaha. And once again, these guys... I don't think that, you know, because when's the last time you watched a college baseball game on, on TV? Mm, let me think. Never. <laughs> That's just it. When's the last time you watched a college track meet? Woman, women are men's. You know, and you know, the interesting thing, you know, Again, you, never. you know what I see a lot, which is, I think, sort of fascinating. I was in a Culver's um, two weekends ago, and I went inside and eat in the dining room. They got a couple TV sets on there, and I've been in this Culver's twice. And both on Saturdays and both during the days, they had women's softball games on. And I have to tell you, I love watching women's softball. I mean, I don't know how in the world. Of course you do. No, 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 no. Those women can pitch. How in the world do they get that ball going so fast underhand? You know what I mean? Have you ever watched that? I mean, it's like a rocket. Just because they're a woman, Brad, doesn't mean they can't pitch. No, no, no. I'm saying underhand. There aren't, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I mean, guys are taught to throw overhand. Women, for the most part, are taught to, you know, throw underhand, you know, for maybe that's going to change someday. I don't know. But that, but the idea being is, I don't know how they get that much speed and control underhand. It's just amazing to me. And, and man, some of these gals can hit. I mean, I'm going like, I'm seeing these home runs, these whacking, you know, in softball, a hard ball is, you know, you can hit a hard ball a lot farther than a softball. I see these women, you know, lean into these softballs. I got holy cow. I mean, look at the power. And and you know, and it's more of a pure game. Just like when my daughter used to be a dancer in high school and she danced, you know, at the, at the high school, you know, for the basketball games. The the girls game was always first, then the boys game. I liked watching. I she would dance at both you know, both games, so I'd sit there through both games. I would like watching the girls game every time more more than the men's game. Cuz to me it was more pure basketball. They played, they didn't it was, you know, you get in the NBA, it's like it's like 
it's like tackle basketball in the NBA now. You know, people hanging over, you know, dunking over the top of people. The the girls' high school basketball, it's more pure basketball. They're setting up shots. They're doing a lot of dribbling, a lot of ball control. You know, when they do shoot, you know, uh, they're not not a lot of threes. They're usually, you know, more in close. But it's more of an artful kind. You know, it's it's. I think it's the way basketball was supposed to be played. Is that weird? Very nice. No, I'm serious. Don't you agree? Me too. You think I'm making fun? No. I'd re- If you get to me to high school, let me see the girls' game. I could care less about the boys' game. Could care less. And I know, yeah, listen to that. He's some creepy dude. He wants to watch these girls play basketball. No, has nothing to do with that. That's that's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not into young girls. It's one of those things. Uh, it's just that I just, you know, it's. I think they, and, and like I said, when I watch, I sat in Culver's one day after I got done eating my kid's meal, and I sat and watched the game for like 10 minutes. I thought to myself, damn, these women are good. And not, I, and now somebody's going to say, well, listen, he's saying women are good. You know, I, once again, it's a different kind of sport because the base paths are shorter. I don't know what the pitching distance is. It's, it's like, I have to look that up. I think it's only 45 feet. Um, whereas Major League Baseball, it's, it's 60 for the pitcher, you know, from the rubber to the plate and it's 90 on the base paths. I have to look that up. See what the collegiate base paths, because it's shorter. So in other words, the, sh- the reaction time is shorter because, you know, the fielders are all in close, especially infielders. The pitcher, you know, and the reaction time is shorter for the batters because, you, you know, the ball's not in the air as long as it is because it's, it's, you know, shorter, shorter, you know, pitching distance. Am I making any sense? A little bit. <sighs> I just played that. You just what? I just played that. Played what? Nothing. What up, Nelly? You ready to do another one, bro? Talk to him. <laughs> oh, hold it, hold it. Hold it. You didn't say... Hold on, I gotta... I'm not gonna say it for a while. You said a little bit, so I just played a little bit. Get it? Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Is he totally lost it? Yes, I have. 750. I love her voice. I really do. She's actually an expert at her craft. I'm sorry. I mean, if you dissect that song, that's the same riff in the entire song. The entire song. It's all it's all synthesizers. It's all it's all synth stuff. You know, I get it. You know, because this this is where she was going through her synthesized phase. No, 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 no. No, I just I I've said this before. I think that somehow we're getting away from musicianship. Although I did see what was this lady's name? I saw this fascinating. Um, there's a company. <clears throat> it's in of all places. I think it's Indiana. Sweetwater, you've never probably heard of it before, but it's a company that, that it's like a huge music store. It's like it's like Guitar Center on steroids times like twenty. And it's it's turned into like sort of a mecca for musicians. They go to this place. <laughs> no, they have their own recording studios. And and uh they have their own recording studios. And I have to tell you, I bought things from them before. Their sales guys are and saleswomen are excellent. I mean 
Talk about great customer service. Talk about you know feeling like you really want to do business with these people. They are excellent on the phone. They know their products inside out. And a lot of times, you know, even though I tr- you know a I try to buy local. The problem is you and I have talked about this before. A lot of electronic stuff you just can't find it locally anymore. You know, I mean, there was a day when nope. you had Van Sickle Electronics and Olive and Newark and all these places. You know, you can't get anything local anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. That's true. Most of the independent music stores are are gone. You pretty much have, um, you know, McMurray Music was on page, which was <clears throat> one of the huge places. I don't know if Swing City and Collinsville. I used to buy a lot of stuff at Swing City and Collinsville. Hold on a minute. And I, through the years, have bought a fair amount of stuff at Guitar Center. I like Guitar Center. The guys there are very friendly. And, you know, once again, they know what they're, most of these guys are working, working musicians. They know, they know what they're, they're doing. Like, you go in and you ask a question, they got an answer for it. Yeah, I used that for a while, but, you know, I like this one better. Okay, great. You know, I appreciate the, you know, and it's, just, it's a couple dollars cheaper. I'll take it. Anyway, they have these ads that they run, uh, they run YouTube videos, and they bring in musicians, and uh, they do their songs. And there was this lady they had, her name is Jordan West, and she's a drummer. But what's interesting is there's only three people in her group, her and a guy who sings, plays a little percussion, plays um, plays um, saxophone, and another guy who plays the bass guitar, um, keyboards, and a flugelhorn. And what they were demonstrating, because what they do is they demonstrate their equipment. The videos are like, you know, they're, they're songs. They're like, you know, YouTube videos, you know, music videos. But they demonstrate all the equipment. And she's got this Roland um, piece of equipment where what she's doing is, as they're playing, she's recording parts of the other guys. One guy plays the, the keyboards. He plays a keyboard riff. And while she's playing the drums, she reaches over and hits a button on this Roland unit and records that track, and then plays it back. So, in other words, as you're sitting there, look, you know, and the, and she's, the song starts off with just her, you know, playing drums and the one guy, you know, and her singing. And then, slowly but surely, each of the musicians, the other two musicians, pick up like the one guy picks, picks up her saxophone, and she records that. Then the other guy picks up his bass guitar, she records that. Then he switches over to keyboards, she records that. And then she records uh, him playing the flugelhorn, she records that. And she's got all this playing back. So, like, by the end of the song, there's, like, ten musicians playing. There's only three of them. Does that make any sense? It does. And it was, like, incredible to watch because she's playing the drums. You know, once again, when you're playing the drums, it's both hands and both feet. You know, both hands on the dumb drumsticks, one foot on the bass pedal, one foot on the hi-hat pedal. You know, you're using – and she's, you know, between riffs on the drums, reaching over, hitting buttons, recording stuff. And I'm going, like, holy crap. How does she do this? It's amazing, and the song is really good. I'll see if I can find it. And by the way, thank you so much for sending me that that uh, that that uh, email yesterday. Did you listen to that song that guy sent us? No, I did not. It's pretty good, and I sent is him it? back. Yeah, I sent him back a reply, just like I did with with uh, with Harlow. I sent him back a reply. Hey, I like that. Can you send me a wave file? Because the file they've got up, it's on SoundCloud, and they compress the crap out of things on SoundCloud. They do, doesn't, yeah. Doesn't sound real good. And I sent him back an email. Hey, I like that. Send me a wave file, and I'll put it on the air. I think, I think, I think the guy, I think he had a heart attack when he got that email. Oh my God! Somebody's gonna play my song. Oh, my heart, my heart, Mom, I love you. Boom! Falls over on the floor. <laughs> he made him sound like he was a manager. I, you're right. He wasn't the artist, but you know, just like Harlow, I love that song she did. 
Yeah, I, I do. I do too. It's grown it, on me. Actually. You don't know what we're talking about. We had a woman two or three weeks ago who sent me an email. Hey, Brad. You know, I'm a I'm an artist, and I have a new song. I'd love you to play it. That's pretty much email. So she cats song. I go. I like this song. So I reply back to her, and she goes, and I go, hey, is any, anybody else playing the song? So she sent me a couple of reviews, and they're from Australia. I thought she was Australian. She lives in Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska, nothing against Omaha. I love Omaha. It's a nice city. And, you know, we played her song. It's called Haunted Houses. It's playing on the air today, played three or four or five times, and it's in what we call power rotation. We had her on the air. She was a delightful young lady. I sound yes, like an old she guy. she was. I mean, she was just, she was sharp as a tack. She was smart. She was fun. You know, I mean, you know, it, she kidded around with me. And the thing that blew me away was I said, what's your website? I don't have one. I'm going, what? You don't have a website? I still can't believe that. Don't you think that's, that's, because her whole thing, it's all about social. Ugly. I get it. But, you know, once again, what do we preach to people with their businesses? Get a website. And have everything point to your website. You know, yep. when, when we tell people on the air, we, you know, people, well, put my address and my phone number in there. No, we're not going to do that. We'll put your web address in there. You know, for complete details, go to, you know, uh, osopersonal.com. When Kelly does that, oh, you know, oso, and, and I have her spell it, O-S-E-W, because you could go O-S-O personal. No, it's O-S-E-W, osopersonal.com. Because some things... As a web address, when you look at it, you get it, but when you hear it, you don't, if that makes any sense. So so the website should always, this is Brad, I put on my marketing hat, the website should be your point of where everything points to. If you do social, you know, if you put something on there, like for example, if you look at like, I'm sitting here in the air in the morning, I'm doing Facebook and Twitter on the air, literally while you and I are in the show. And what do I put on? At the end of each post, I either put on bsinthemorning.show or westplex1071.com. And the way it works is that if somebody gets that that you know that text or that or that uh, that Facebook post, they can just click on it, bang, takes it right to the website. I don't I don't understand why you wouldn't have a website. I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense to me. But you know, a lot of things don't make any sense. Youth. To me. Well, you know, I you know, see, Shelley. The one thing I feel good Brad. about. There's a lot of things I feel good about, but because when you first started working with me, you didn't know anything about radio. Okay. And now you know that's true. I've imparted all your all my wisdom upon upon you. Now you know next to nothing about radio. <laughs> well, almost next to nothing. <laughs> almost next to nothing. <laughs> the idea I've worked real hard, and I've told you I taught you everything I knew, which was next to nothing. Okay, but the idea being is that things have changed, and we live in a world where you know radio is not as prominent as it once was. The crazy part of it is, it's still. Listen to it's still the most listened to form of audio communication, bar none. Ninety-two percent of the adult population listens to radio at least once a week, which beats the internet, beats YouTube, beats and that's time. The thing that gets me, that bothers me about the social media things, is that all of a sudden one day you're doing great, and then they change the algorithm, and you're dead. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> one one minute, you know, it's just like me, just like me on Fiverr. Okay, I used to do a lot of freelance voice work on Fiverr. One day they change the algorithm, I get no more business anymore. It's gone. You know, once in a blue moon, I get somebody who's had, want me to record something for them. And what is it? They change the algorithm. And they said they didn't want ugly looking guys on their website. They wanted all good looking young, you know, young men and women. So they took me off. I'm gone. Oh look, it's eight oh six. You know, we went over because I stopped the computer. I put it in. I put it in timeout so we could go a little bit. Oh, longer. did you really? I, I'm like. I put it in timeout this TikTok, morning. TikTok, Buttercup. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the computer's in timeout. Okay, say goodbye to your your sponsors. 
Okay, so everybody, I just want to take take a moment to thank our sponsors. Um, let me see. We've got Scott Ellinger with the Brass Rail Steakhouse, Jeff Lang with JeffLang.com, American Family Insurance, Caleb Hunter, Salt River Automotive. They're amazing. And our own Angie Harness, who's the sultry manx, Angie Harness Consulting. And she's a senior specialist with Keller Williams Realty Chesterfield. Guys and gals, thanks so much for keeping us on the air another day. And Shelly, we'll leave with a, a uplifting. You know, I sometimes I think I may become a little bit too hard on things I say, and I'm going to leave with an uplifting quote. One, an uplifting quote that you should live your life by. You ready? Sure. Always be yourself unless you suck. <laughs> Truer words have not been spoken. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to hit the button have here. A, have I, a great day, everybody. I have no idea, no idea what's going to play. The computer's taken back over. So let's. this is like I'm going to spin the wheel of, of radio and see what happens. <laughs>